bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Bring Them Out with your hosts, Joel Richardson and Alan Hill. All right, this is uh, this is the first episode. Uh, bring them out. It's uh, Joel Richardson, Soul Joel, Alan Hill. Glad to be here, brother. Yeah. So uh, this is a podcast we're starting. It was uh, Jesse's idea, Jesse Marchese, who's the producer, the official producer of the show. Um, the title is going to be called Bring Them Out. And Love obviously, it. if anybody's been to a show, uh, I, I've, I've been manifesting this for years. So I came out to the song. Like when I did my first Purdue show, it was all you can drink. My sister Deanna <laughs> fell down the the flight of stairs. <laughs> my fraternity brothers go, oh, there goes Joel's sister. <laughs> but that that twenty dollar open bar was the only way I got people to come out to come see. I go, they're not gonna laugh at the comedy, but at least they'll enjoy some drinks. And the promotional genius began. Then, yeah, it, no, exactly. So uh, I, I used the song to come out, and then when we started uh, Soul Joel's Inside and then the Dome, we always started the music, and it was like almost like programming the audience. Yeah, like you, it's they, showtime. Yeah, it's showtime. Yeah. And people always like, oh, you're, you're uh, a club owner. You can't also be a comedian. But some uh, comics love it because I'm going on being like, my stamp of approval, anytime you see Soul Joel's, you know it's going to be a good show. This is the guys. And not, not everybody's going to love them. Right. But, but you know, hopefully it's a, such a different show that you're going to have, oh, I like that comic or I like that comic. Totally. And if not, come the next night. Because yeah, they're right. going to be in all different comics. I'm not, we don't have weekend shows. We have different comics every night. Which is awesome. I love yeah. that you do that. I love that you do that instead of the normal what five shows in a weekend or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, but then you're like, oh, I'll see him Wednesday or I'll see him Sunday. And then all of a sudden you're like, the weekend's over. Boom. Boom. No, Boom. I love the one-nighter thing, man. Boom is it. Uh, you got to talk, if you don't mind, tell that story real quick about uh, Cypher Sounds. Oh, so, so yeah, so, uh, well, first of all, Cypher goes, uh, it goes back even further, but Cypher uh, made the intro to, uh, and, and he's, he's the DJ for uh, the Chappelle show, so, and he just, uh, he was on Hot 97 when I first went to New York. He discovered Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if I understand and, the story correctly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so we actually made, we have Bluey coming. Uh, Bluey, bingo, and, and, and I know this doesn't make any sense. I'm jumping all over the place, but... Uh, El Olaf and Elsa from Fro uh, Frozen, they're coming tomorrow. It's like oh. a Disney meet and greet with all the kids. All right. So all of a sudden, I, I finish uh, recording a video in the ballroom, post it on social media. My phone rings. It's Cypher Sounds. He goes, um, he goes. Uh, so you got Bluey coming there, huh? And I'm like, hilarious. He just referenced that. And he goes, uh, so first of all, he goes, you might want to put a lapel microphone on and, and uh, so that it doesn't echo. And he goes and turn the camera sideways, because he said if someone watches their phone and like watches shows their kids, hey, let's go check. He goes, there's too much angle. Okay. And he goes, or you could tell me to go. And he goes, yeah. Produce your Disney show. I love he goes, it. I just uh, I don't know why he goes, but you know he goes like you know I love you and I want you to do well. He's like this is just some. That's amazing. It's amazing. The, guy the relationship goes, yeah. you have with some of these people is just amazing. What yeah. you built over the years, it's so cool. Yeah, and he's got he's got a, uh, a dating show idea that he wants to do, like a, ga a game show. He goes, how did your speed dating go? He goes, I want 
just like all the other comics. He goes, I want to try this idea. I want to try it in New York first, but I figured why not in a crap market first? <laughs> <laughs> but people don't realize that, that the comedians, that actually means he likes me. Right. Like, we can't right. say you're doing a great job. Right. They have to roast you. No, and no. if they roast you, they're like, they only roast the ones they, they love. love. Yeah, right. Because real feelings are very difficult for yeah, comedians. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I go, oh. <laughs> Thanks, Syph. That's awesome, dude. That's yeah. so cool. But over the pandemic, we brought 27 different, uh, sorry, 55,000 people from 27 different states. That's crazy. Now, you're That's from so the cool. same state, but the bring them out was you, your mom, your sister, all the people. Now it's a whole, yep. what you guys, brought a shuttle van tonight? Yeah. You brought, <laughs> yeah, we had, what, five people? You brought everybody in, in Lancaster that's not Amish was here tonight. They're still great. The yeah, Amish they, are still no, great they, to come. They, just, they, they texted me that you were here. They're like, Alan's here with four people. Yeah. <laughs> And his mom. <laughs> well, the poor, the poor new guy that I don't know his name yet that was working the door. No, I, you guys are close. Oh, I thought you meant that you brought. I go, no, you guys are close. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to explain to him what I was. Ronan. Ronan, and he's a very nice dude. Yeah. But uh, he didn't. He doesn't know me, and uh, I was like, I think it'd just be easier if I talked to Joel. <laughs> yeah. Let me. Because uh, it's a very confusing. There's credits and there's yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what's happening here, so yeah. let me just talk to Joel about so, it. So, <laughs> so he interned at the Dome the last summer, 2021. Okay. Just graduated college. And he applied for a full-time job. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's My sister's great. words. He came back for more. That's cool. That's really so, yeah, cool. So, yeah, uh, so full-time. Yeah, it's great, man. He's doing great. That's, that's awesome, yeah. dude. Your staff is so great. So if you, if you notice an uh, uptick on our social media, it's Ronan, uh, Lauren, the photographer, and Jaden, our videographer. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll, way to break the fourth wall four minutes into the show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... It's it's not just Alan and I talking to uh, a bunch of barrels. By the way, we're coming to you from so, like, let's let's break it down a little bit. There's many layers to this right, onion. Right. Uh, we're in the speakeasy, so people don't realize that we're not just doing shows in the dome. We have four walls right. yes. and indoor plumbing and an insane is, amount of rooms. Yeah, this is one of the many rooms. <laughs> yeah, so this is the speakeasy. It literally was somewhere where people drank and they had a, their own exit, and you would never know you're even in here. It's a sweet room, man. I, you know, you've shown me a lot of this place. Yeah. It seems like every time I come, I see more. There's right. always something else, another layer to peel. Right. And this is a cool room. Another really thing to cool sell. Room. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just trying to let people know that, because uh, literally, Vic, Vic DiPatello last weekend, we had 700 people in the ballroom. Amazing. I must have gotten 100 phone calls going, we inside or outside? <laughs> Are we in? Are we out? Are we in? Are we outside? Oh, man. That, Vic, that video Vic did. Dude. <laughs> so we had, uh, we had um, uh, CJ Santangelo and the Hot Sauce Junkies, and they came and they oh, did yeah. the official after party play. They're like a classic rock band. Nice. And uh, they were like, they were working well. Vic was on stage, wanted a water, and I we ran out of water. So all of a sudden, uh, a water comes behind the curtain. And he goes, what? Where the heck did you come from? And like the guy CJ is not a small dude, and and uh and he was like waving the flag beforehand. He stayed as long as he oh, could. Was that, that was the guy. From that the was the guy. Okay, yeah, right yeah, on, yeah. Right so he uh, sat as long as people wanted to meet him. But he put the video out. I didn't realize he was doing like that video was great. saying his own name wrong in line, and dude. people were like, oh, it's you. So that was priceless. Right. I mean, that was so great. the band goes, you got to bring him on stage. You got to uh, have him sing "Fly Eagles Fly." Oh. So I bring them in to the uh, back into the ballroom. The band's on stage. The maniac CJ Santangelo is throwing the <laughs> Eagles flag, and Vic does one big whew, like exhale, yeah. right? And he goes, "I'm gonna get killed." 
for this, like online, right? Like he's like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm a, he's a huge giant. Oh, he's a Giants, guy. He's a Giants right. fan, right. originally from Brooklyn. Right. He's got to go home. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. can't do this. His right. fans are gonna kill him. You know. But PA brought 700 people on a Friday night. <laughs> Whatever night. Yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so he went on stage. He put the Jalen Hurts uh, jersey on. He put a dog chain, like Eagles, yeah. like like you know, like uh, Flavor Flav, <laughs> and. Did the fly goes fly? We get back in the dressing room and we start talking, and I go, "You didn't just do that for me, right?" He goes, "No." So he had went on John DeBella on WMGK yeah. the Friday before. I didn't realize it said if we sell it out, I'll sing "Fly Eagles Fly," and he goes, "But I'm mad because the band called me out on it." That's awesome. <laughs> he goes, "I was gonna let it slide. I was gonna let it slide." He's gonna try and get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. You got a giant fan to sing Fly Eagles Fly. That's dude, beautiful. Dude, so cool. And when, when he left, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll walk you out to, to your car. He goes, I got it. Like, I'm a grown man. I could do it. But he goes, but when am I coming back? I had to give him the date right then and there. I go, that's August 25th. So cool. He goes, all right, I'll see you later. Man, He just so didn't cool. want to leave. And he wanted a soldier's Jules hoodie. <laughs> that's so awesome. How far back do you go with Vic? So Vic did uh, my first ever Staten Island Comedy Festival that I produced for eight years. He did the first every year, the grand finale. Wow. And uh, on a Sunday night, and it was amazing. Wow. Yeah, and he even talked about that. And I go, Vic, I'd like to forget. He goes, never forget those days. <laughs> you so never cool. forget. Just such a cool dude, man. That's amazing. That's, and yeah. his success is like, um, he was always successful, but this bump he's gotten since those videos blew up it's so cool man dude it's so cool man love seeing that yeah and all the other comics man that's what I was gonna say like so you came out because you heard about us on the Joe List right and Mark Norman Tuesdays with Stories yep. and then August 1st 2020 yeah <laughs> oh you remember I remember yes yeah. <laughs> it was an important date for because that's why I'm sitting here right now <laughs> and, then, and then you kept track of all the dates like uh, like Chris Sharp and stuff like that and all the comics and now you're even sending me Requests of comics you want to see, which you are filling when you, you sent, can, can we say who yeah, yeah. recent booking was? Yeah, you sent me a text yesterday that you're having Jamie Kennedy, which Jamie is Jamie Kennedy, which is uh, so it's it's going to be the opening weekend of the Dome, uh, May nineteenth and May twentieth. Beautiful. Now ja Jamie, so he sent me a text, and he goes, "You haven't christened the new Dome yet." I said, "No, you misunderstood what I said. I said we have, but you're going to be the opening weekend for this year." He goes, "Perfect." Memorial Day. I said, you, we do it Memorial Day. No one in the state of Pennsylvania is going to be here. That's right. He goes, all right. You know best. Let's do the weekend before. So uh, so we're, uh, we're doing May 19th and 20th. So that'll be the ah, first beautiful, weekend. Brother. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So since it's the first podcast, we got to welcome our first guest. It's going to be uh, Julian McCullough. Super excited. Hey, you get guys. The seat of honor, my friend. I was just uh, wandering around this, the grounds. <laughs> How's it going? Thanks for having me. Do people are people at home gonna know what's going on here? What, uh, you, so what you're creating? Uh, no. Hello, it, everyone. Yeah. Hello. So the podcast is called Bring Them Out. Oh and, yeah, look at that. And not only because so I, it's too late to change it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off to the races. <laughs> somebody after and the show cut. Somebody after the somebody after the show like, came up to me and they go, "Hey man, I really like how how mean you are." <laughs> Like, wait, no way. Yeah. He goes, you're really funny when you're mean. And I was like, thanks. I just heard mean. <laughs> so. Dude, but, the, but, but uh. I was just telling uh, Alan, like, comics can't not not make fun. Like, that almost means that, like. Oof, it's yeah. hard. But I that mean, means you like me. I, yeah. It means I, if, if I didn't 
yeah, if I didn't like you or respect you, I would have I wouldn't have talked about the place. Well, it just comes out different. You can tell. You right. can tell the way someone's making fun of some place if they love it or if they're actually like right. this place sucks. Right, you know? right, right. And uh I was having so much fun making fun of it that I feel like <laughs> what you love always do through. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you move the you move the uh so tonight we did the show and that's um you know, you headlined obviously. And uh but you you took the curtain back which <laughs> Are you calling that a curtain? <laughs> <laughs> that thing. I know. I said to myself this morning, my dad was like, you, 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 Julian's going to, he actually called it. He goes, Julian's going to kill you. Cause I, I wanted to actually make tonight the first night that I have my logo in the background, which would uh-huh. make sense. Yeah. But I left that and you're welcome. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I, I think it's great that, uh, that a massage place went out of business and you, <laughs> and you were able to grab that shower curtain before it just went to the trash you know you were like you know what that should be the backdrop oh my god um, so no it was, uh but it sounds great in there it you know what's great about comedy uh about having a comedy club is and somebody who understands it it's great that you do it and you have been on stage this whole time because you understand what's needed and it's not much but people it's amazing how many people get it wrong overlook it it's crazy Two speakers a microphone Low, good sound low ceiling uh blinding spotlight even <laughs> the the light is actually of the three things is the least important i think okay, okay sound is more important um i guess the light's more important if you're like um good looking and that's all you got but like if, it, if it's <laughs> it's just one of the many things about julian yeah but uh <laughs> well i mean it's let's let's be honest that, package. that used to i used to be hot now i'm like i gotta be funny uh but so but a low ceiling you got to keep them uncomfortable those right. chairs are uh straight up and down in the back so it's like people can't slouch and like you know oh, lay so down good. and stuff so they're good because they're like sit up and listen you know it's like <laughs> an uncomfortable crowd is a great crowd right you don't want them like that's why i love the movie theater gig but people are just like ah you know right. it's like they're watching netflix they're not like laughing no. and that that room has a great energy to it right so yeah that's good. People and, don't realize that. Oh, God. Go ahead. No, no I was saying you and I went to high school together. We grew up together. Uh, yeah. When I first started comedy is when um, it's always things in perspective, but like you had just gotten passed at the uh, comedy cellar. Yeah. And at the time I was like. 2005. Yeah. I was like, Julian's blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> that's that. That's that. Guy's never going to have to work again. <laughs> he gets, that's like $125 a host spot. That's, he's getting two of those a week. <laughs> I hope he has an accountant. <laughs> Where it is, he moved to Manhattan. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, that was 2005. I was still going back and forth between New Brunswick because I worked at the Stress Factory. Yeah. Uh, I was still working there on the weekends because I still wasn't getting weekend spots at the cellar. So I was going, uh, I had an apartment in Brooklyn. I would take the train to New Brunswick every weekend to work at the stress factory. And I'll say it now because who cares? I was getting 400 a week to do that. And then whatever I could get at the cellar was like either 25 bucks a spot on a weekend, on a weeknight for a spot or 125 to host. So on a good week, I made $525, dollars $550 a week. But it was so up and down. Yeah, it was up and down, and also, but like that's I was uh, choosing. Yeah, I was like choosing like pizza or laundry. You know, like it was that kind of scraping by. Wow, the margin was tight. Oh, jeez. Yeah, 
Wow. And that, then that's when you got uh, live at Gotham, and then you got uh, yeah. My first like TV break was live at Gotham, but I do remember getting the seller of all the things like seller. There's Montreal, there's TV, and TV. I, I don't want to downplay the TV thing, but getting into the seller was the first time. That was the first thing I got outside of the Stress Factory, so it was like. Not only was it validation, it was like the best one you can get in the city. And I didn't realize how much it made me hated at the time. Oh. Um, because I was just like, we're all happy for me, right, guys? You know, like, <laughs> oh, no. like I'm an idiot, you know? Uh, and, and I had some friends that were headliners that would come through the Stress Factory. So, you know, Big J and all, you know, Greg Giraldo and all these. There were a lot of great guys that were like actually just happy for me. But guys like my level yeah, were yeah. like, what the. How you did know? you? Because this was back when the only guys there, it was like mostly just tough crowd. It was like right, right. there were there were um, eight spots yeah. total. So eight comics uh, in a night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mix it up a little bit. There might have been 30 guys working there, you know, 30 which comics is like total, total like, yeah, 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 on yeah. the roster, which is like now there's. I don't even know. They have four rooms. They have like a million. I mean, there's a million comics on that thing now. Right. But when I was there, it was literally like Colin Quinn, Patrice O'Neill, Greg Giraldo, Paul, um, uh, Nick DiPaolo, uh, Jim Norton, when he was just like annihilating on Opie and Anthony. Well, you know? and, and he had to use a fake name. Yeah. He had to, because yeah. he, people because he wanted to work there every night, but he didn't want Opie and Anthony fans there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and uh, I asked if I could have a fake name just to be funny. <laughs> Because no one knew who I was. So I was like, can I get a fake name on there? And Esty was like, no. <laughs> she, was like, she, she didn't even know I was joking. She was just like, no. She's like, I'm not going to take time to change. So, um, so But going on in that lineup was just crazy. Because you're just like, I was, it was me and Kurt Metzger were the two youngest guys oh, on the thing. you know. And Kurt looked old, but he was... Uh, <laughs> He's only like two years older than me. That's wild to even think about. Yeah. And Jay. Jay was working there, too. And we're, me and Jay are about the same age. Yeah. And that was basically it for, like, the young guys, you know? And no one else. Like, it was crazy how how impossible it was to get into that, that place. That was the famous cellar table days, huh? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't... Burr said it great. He goes, he goes it was so nerve-wracking in the early days uh, that... I would be heading toward to the cellar, and if I my jeans were wrinkled, I'd go home and change. Because <laughs> it's like I'm not letting, I'm not giving him this. No, Th that's what Burr would say. Yeah, yeah. Burr that's how scary right, it was. Right. Like with Keith Robinson, and you know, they used to do this thing. Oh my God, it was so great. Where they would pick something about somebody. Yeah. Start riffing on it, and then they would chant. So these like just assholes in the back of the room. If it was like. Um, it was like pink sh you wore a pink shirt like god forbid you wore like a pink shirt right <laughs> they go julian's got a pink shirt julian's got a pink shirt and they're slamming the table and it's like eight of the loudest dudes in the restaurant just like slamming a table and chanting julian's got a pink shirt until it gets like a fever pitch and then it would be over and everybody would die laughing and that's oh what it felt god. like walking in there every night like wow. that might happen just like wow. it was eighth grade oh 100 <laughs> percent. it was <laughs> It was a nightmare. I was like, I can't believe I worked my ass off to get back here. Why am I? But I, I look back on it. I just love it. I mean, go, I used to sit in that room all night and watch just, I would just watch comedy, which is like insane to think about now. Right, 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 right. And so, you don't see those guys a lot because now everybody's headlining and like you're, you're all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that, it was great because yeah, once, once you 
start doing the road a lot, you'll never see these guys. Right. You know? So but you're like, they can't take those years away from us. No, no, it was a great time. It really was. But I, I was never comfortable. You're right. never, you were never, I was, well, that's not right. Well, I, I drank a lot and that helped actually with the, because really? there's so you know, much with, social anxiety in that kind of situation. You and know? you're also, uh, at that time you were hosting. So you're actually like, yeah. have a different relationship because you have to bring them up. Yeah. And, and it helped because they had to talk to me, you know, oh, and they had to like, oh, so, it, you know, yeah, well, I guess so it could be good or bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, so it was. Yeah, that was those were uh, that's a time I'll never forget, you know, and 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 learning. <laughs> I remember uh, just slowly building some status there was yeah. like the coolest feeling in the world because you just never thought it would be like that. But like the first week, I remember uh, I got a crush on one of the waitresses. Oh and, boy! And her name <laughs> that's was a, that's a comedy one on one. No, no. no. <laughs> and uh, and she. Um, I remember uh, I was like I, I they were cleaning up after the show one night and it's so it's like two o'clock in the morning and I go hey uh, I don't know maybe we could like you know get a drink or something right and she goes um, try again when you're getting real spots <laughs> no 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 yeah because no. I was still just hosting yeah and I mean talk about a knife in the heart dude I mean. I'm already like crying myself to sleep that I'm not getting better and getting more spots, oh. and then to have one of the waitresses go, "Oh no, that's real! Like you, you need to get better," because <laughs> you're like, you know, it'll work Dude. out, and maybe I'm being hard on myself. And then to have somebody be like, "No, you're not. You should really oh, work on the wind out of your sails." Yeah, like just you... zapping the energy right out of the room. Yeah, like you're not attractive yet. <laughs> um, I'll never forget that. But that's one of the things that uh, you and I have talked about, like uh, being like empathic, like. Uh, you read a room. That's one thing that I love watching you. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but uh, you know, you joke around with the crowd, and then all of a sudden, like, you're like, oh, what? what uh, the guy was Russian because you have that one joke. Yeah. And, and you're like, I had like eight jokes. <laughs> I had to stop writing jokes about Russian people for a while. <laughs> it was, was getting unsafe. Yeah, it was getting like, what am I doing? I sound like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's propaganda. <laughs> But uh, but the guy, you're like, well, like, like, what are you in the mafia or something? And, like, you were joking around that he is and stuff like that. Yeah. And Though after the show, you're like, oh, could you like, no, on stage, you're like, oh yeah, I vaguely remember this. So, now. so he goes, could you? Take- a lot of these are from when I was still drinking. Oh, so Joel's like, remember? And I'm like, that sounds great. Dude. That sounds. That sounds like something I would say. So, so you said, uh, you're like, uh, if you, if you're in the mafia, like, could you get rid of someone for me? <laughs> And, and he was in, and he was in the audience. This is on stage, I hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, and he was like, "Yep." So like, <laughs> so like after the show, he was like, "You know, can I talk to Julian?" And uh, and then Julian comes over and uh, he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "No, I was just joking." He goes, "Give me a name." <laughs> yeah, I I do kind of remember that, and I <laughs> and you're like, I yeah, and he was. I don't know that he was like ready to actually do that, right, but right, he right. was definitely like a real guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he was. He was genuinely interested in talking to you more about it. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh no, no, no. I was. I'm, I'm like real tough up there, but as soon as I'm off stage, I'm like, I didn't mean any of that. Please, yeah. you know, go away. Well, uh, any other times like that, like on stage, or that you can remember? Well, one of the weirdest things that I've, I've had a couple of. I, I'm not. I thought I was a good people reader. Oh. Because I think you're one of the best. Well, <laughs> so I thought so too, and it turns out <laughs> that I'm not. I'm good at reading crowds, okay. and I'm good at like not zeroing in. 
I'm good. No, I'm good at zeroing in in a stage oh, in a oh, room oh. full of people. I'm really good at like sussing out like what what's type of person someone is. I'm really good at that in in that setting. When it comes to my personal life, I have uh, given way too much credit to terrible people. So I'm like not good at. <laughs> I'm not a good judge of character like one on one. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean. Um, this doesn't carry this superpower. Like I think this guy's great, but like, you know, <laughs> wrong again. Alan might be. Yeah. <laughs> this this is why. Uh, I'm, like I would leave this going. Like I would trust this guy with my life. <laughs> and you're gonna be like, oh, dude. He, like I don't even want him on the show. He yeah, like. Yeah. He's, just he's, local, he's local mafia. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. Um, it's from Lancaster. He's the, uh, the, the Amish, Amish mafia. Mob. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is, you do not want to get an Amish mafia hit because it goes so slow. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't have guns. So you got, you're like, oh my God, are they going to beat me to death by hand? This is going to take 46 minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh. I'm really, but I'm really good. I have like almost psychic uh, abilities experiences when I'm on stage. It's really weird, and um, I'm not. It's not worth anything. Like I'm not. I'm not bragging because <laughs> yeah. I don't get anything for it. Right. It's just true. So two of the craziest things that ever happened was one. I was warming up for Colbert. I used to warm up uh, the Colbert Report back yeah, yeah. when that was a show on the Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to play games with the crowd after a while because that that show was like I would go out. And I might be out there for 10 minutes, and I might be out there for an hour. Right. And I didn't know until I was already out there. Right. People don't know. It's like you're, you're warming up the live studio audience before the show gets taped for TV. Right. And, um, and they're, work, they're finalizing the rewrite while I'm doing that. Right. And the Daily Show was run like a machine where it was like you went out there for 10 minutes and you brought out Jon Stewart. Because I did that a few times. But Colbert was much more like uh, – he Unpredictable. Cared. Yeah, I mean, he's super, super professional, but they cared. I don't know how to say this diplomatically. I feel like they were like, "Let him wait," because we're not going to put out something that we're not the most proud of. Right. So if they have to wait another forty-five minutes, they can wait another forty-five. But minutes. that's from from your perspective. That's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it it could have been, but I started to really enjoy it, and I it, it kind of took something that I was kind of good at, which was crowd work, and made it something that I needed to be great at. Right. And so, uh, and not to do it in the way that's like stock bull crap, right, like right, you right, know, right. like nice shirt, like you know, none of that stuff, <laughs> or like, what do you do for a living? I I, I got very good at like. Um, I could just be out there. It was like swimming. I right. could just be out there and and comfortably talk to a crowd for an hour and it would never felt slow. Well, that's know? that's amazing cuz a couple times like not not even tonight but in general like I felt uncomfortable and like you're just cool as a cucumber. Oh, when you were on stage? I thought you were going to be like <laughs> No, when you were on stage. You you felt uncomfortable while I was on stage? No, a couple times like when like I don't know where you're going to go with it. Like oh, I'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, and like I don't know what your plan is cuz I'm trying to figure it out like a maniac in the back of the room right. and, and I'm like I don't know where this is going and like boom and then you just like destroy yeah. it. Well, also it sounds like you should get a prescription for like Xanax or something <laughs> like that. But um <laughs> but we can talk about that after the show. <laughs> But what do I know? I'm not a people reader. Uh, I, I won't do crowd work if it's giving you a heart attack back there. I'm no, so sorry. No, no, no. I was... Did you feel scared? Were you scared no, all night? No. Okay. No. When, you, when you're in a plane, are you like, no, you're like I, I don't know. know if we're supposed to be this close no, to these clouds. No. And then, 
<laughs> and then it lands. It, he lands the plane. You're like, oh, <laughs> that was a close. This guy's good. This guy's good. You know, someone told me recently I, I have big mook energy. <laughs> I'm not. That, that, that sounds problematic language. I don't know if we're still allowed to say mook. I don't know what that is, but it sounds it sounds bad. Um, so anyway, okay, is he a mook? Sorry, sorry. Is he a mook? What's a mook? It's like uh, an Italian thing, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. yeah. What's like a mook? Jabroni. That's in uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I just remember from Mean Streets, the first yeah. Martin Scorsese yeah, yeah, movie, yeah, where he goes, we'll, you're, we'll you're mook." He goes, "What's a mook?" We'll, we'll edit this in post. Okay, good. <laughs> So, uh, just to be clear, it's an M word. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so I'm doing the Colbert thing, and one time uh, I I started to play games with it, where I'm like, I'm pretty, I've gotten pretty good doing this. I'm pretty good at telling what people are, what they do. Like, I don't ask people what they do. I'll tell you what you do, right? So I'm playing that game, and I go, raise your hand if you're willing to interact with me, and I'll I'll guess what you do for a living. So I do it, and like six people raise their hand. And this one dude raises his hand, and he's got a beard like this, right? No, like almost exactly. Not as nice. Well. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, this is like classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, he goes with his Eagles jersey. Yeah. This is like the Charlie's Angels accountant. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Charlie's Angel. Like, that's such an old Rob Soul. Nailed it. So, uh,. Anyway, this guy. So he's got a beard like this. He's got a like a Carlin ponytail, like a like a old, like white hair in the back ponytail, wearing a black turtleneck and black pants. And I'm like, oh, well, I gotta do this guy. I mean, he looks like such a character. Everybody else looks like normal people. So he goes, uh, I go, sir, I'll I'll do you. He goes, I go, do you do you currently work? And he said, yes. And he was probably sixty years old. And I go, okay. Uh, you're in a think tank. Now, I couldn't remember the last time I said the words think tank. I don't know the last time I ever talked about a think tank. I've never met anyone from a think tank. I wasn't sure they were a real thing. Right. You know? Right. It's like one of those jobs where you're like, what is that? Right. But, but you gotta think you fast. Just kind of, you just kind of like assume in life you've heard of them so you think they're real but right. you don't even know what they look like <laughs> and you think it's like a real tank. You're like, you're, you know, you so I just out of no, I just went with my, like sometimes you're just in a zone and you just say it, you don't overthink it. And I go, you're in a think tank. And he goes, I am in a think tank. Jeez. And I was like, what? Whew. And he goes, yeah, I'm in a think tank. I go, you're not in a think tank. And he goes, yeah. And he pulls out his business card and he was in some like Israeli think Shut tank up. in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I go, I don't, the crowd is just like. What's happening? Yeah, they're not they're not cheering. They're just like, that's weird. So he knows this guy. Like it was like oh, that. Like, like a plant. Yeah, or like they were just like that's too weird to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't be as cool impressive. as it seems to be. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They were like, it's almost like if if uh, you know he was if, if somebody had like a jelly bean on top of their head. Yeah. Like fifty feet away, and I was like took a playing card, and I was just like like that, and just like took the jelly bean, <laughs> and people were like. Like, I guess that's easy to do. Like, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's so insane that, and I did it so casually that they just didn't appreciate it. Right on. So I go, I think we all need to stop for a second. I, I can't tell. I've never met anyone in a think tank. I didn't even know if they were real. I just, I go, N raise your hand if you know anybody ever, if you've ever met somebody that's in a think tank and nobody raised their hand. I go, me neither. 
And I just guess that that guy is in a think tank. And they were like, okay, I guess that's amazing. What are we supposed to do? I go, I don't know either, but this is crazy. Yeah. The producer comes over your shoulder and go, can you bring out Colbert yeah, now? Yeah, they go, they go, they go this, is in, this is insane, but also, like, we got to, yeah. this is a show. Yeah. <laughs> So that was a crazy one. I mean, wow. what a random <laughs> dude! Really I'll never that, forget that. And then the other one that is uh, pretty fun is I I was covering a private gig that Hannibal couldn't do. He was like, we were both living in the city at the time. Yeah. And Hannibal's like, I agreed to do some weird fundraiser. I'm not even sure what it is. He's like, can you go down and do it? And I was like, sure. He goes, it's in a brownstone on 25th and 3rd. I go, okay. What? I don't. All right. So I get to this brownstone, and it's a beautiful old brownstone, like old New York, Manhattan brownstone. And I walk up the stairs, and this, like, very – I mean, he was a gentleman. I don't know how else to say it. He had, like, perfect hair, middle age. He was like, you must be Julian. And he shook my hand like a, like a, like a man, you know, <laughs> perfect skin, perfect everything, you know. He's like, come on inside. Thank you so much for covering for Hannibal. And I go, sure, or Mr. Burris or whatever. I walk in, and I, I'm in the the foyer of this place, and I'm like, where am I? I mean, there's oil paintings all over the walls. And, like, I'm not cultured or whatever, but I took art history in high school. Mr. Heiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, Shout out to Mr. Heiser. Yeah, the best. <laughs> the best. If they were all Mr. Heiser, we'd all be geniuses. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here. Exactly. We'd be <laughs> owning our own museums. <laughs> so, but I'm like, these are old, real paintings. And I recognize, I had a couple of favorites, like Sargent, John Singer Sargent is an American painter that yeah, yeah. painted at the turn of the century. And I'm like, that's a John Singer Sargent painting. Like, I reckon, I was like, where am, what is this i don't know any details about it so then he's like bringing me up the stairs and this whole place is like everything's beautiful wood and everything and people are moving around they're busy you know and they're like there's there's people carrying food and whatever and he's like come on upstairs it's on the top floor the show's on the top floor right. I'm like okay so now it's like i'm like is this get out <laughs> but it's like <laughs> these are super white people and i'm like just not white enough that i'm like considered like the Aryan know, race yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm like i'm like a mutt they're yeah, like yeah. close enough well, yeah. well, how hot is your hand go <laughs> yeah exactly so i don't know what i'm going for so we go up are you feeling like, unsafe no i'm just like I, just I'm feeling unsure. like yeah i feel like in the movie when the the street urchin kid like stumbles into the palace and like no one's making him leave yet and you're just like <laughs> okay i guess i'll do this until someone kicks me out it was crazy Everybody had great posture. So we get up to the top floor, and there's like a – it's this room that is uh, about like the size of an attic, I guess, but it's got a full ceiling. And they had this beautiful little stage set up with like red curtains and gold tassel and everything. And it looked like it was for like kids to play theater at. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like – and it kind of was. I think it was like uh, it was like the fun top room for for the kids to play in, and they turned it into the showroom. So there's catering on the side, and all these people are milling around, standing. And they bring me backstage, and they go, "All right, well, you're you're going to do a half an hour, and um, you know, there's no restrictions." But I didn't need to be told not to be dirty right. because it was just so nice yeah that like you'd have to be a psychopath to be like all right who's jerking off in here you know what I mean? it's like what are you so i, I can read a room yeah and what's exactly 
And what's so funny? What's so funny is how many comics I know that would be able to do that. They would go out there and literally be like, "So I was eating out my chick the other day," and you'd just be like, "What are you doing? What, like, where did I lose them?" Li- literally read the room. What is wrong with you? They're, so they were lucky they had me. So um, not a sociopath. Right. Right. So it turns out I'm doing this fundraiser, and it's there's maybe 50 people, and I'm I'm doing some stuff and they're being very nice they're like laughing nicely and i'm I'm doing what i did with your room where i'm like looking around i'm like i don't know what this is yeah. i feel like i'm in a dollhouse and i'm gonna be kept here <laughs> like, like i'm not gonna get to leave i don't know what's going on <laughs> and they're laughing politely and laughing politely. oh and politely not politely. like yeah i mean i'm not doing badly but they're right, like right. it just felt nice but it felt like they're like nice to everyone right it's hard to explain i guess it's like um manners <laughs> exactly like people that like have class and yeah. know how to be, uh, behave they don't look like fools no they refuse they do to not look, look like, like fools, fools no. <laughs> but they're also not going to like lose it laughing right. they're not that right. kind either so uh i'm like maybe 15 minutes in and i start looking at the crowd like individually and i'm like doing this and i'm looking around and i go man this looks like a gatsby party what is going on in here and they like laugh a little bit harder and that's how you know it's like playing uh, hot and cold when, with a kid when you're like you're hot you're getting you're, 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 right. you're heating up right well you start feeling out a crowd start saying lines and you can hear where if you're getting on to something right right so i say something like that and they laugh a little harder and i go okay i go wait a second um did you guys make a lot of money in 2008 <laughs> <laughs> And they laugh really hard. And I'm like, okay. So we're at least top 1%, but I don't know what this is yet. And then this guy. You didn't say that out loud, but you're like. I didn't say the top 1% part, but I said the 2008 part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they laughed. Yeah, yeah. But in my head, I'm like, oh, God, what is this? You know, is this like investment banker douchebag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. So then this guy just like stands out to me in the middle of the room. And he's he's uh he's got blonde hair and it's like an old style where it's like he's got like blonde bangs that are like golden straw, just like beautiful. Just I mean, he looked perfect. I don't know how else to describe it. He had like a perfect chin, he just perfectly symmetrical face. And the the way they talk about movie stars when they walk in a room, you're just like, Who is that guy? Like they just take over the room, right? Without saying anything. He had that kind of like presence, and that's why I noticed him. Because all of a sudden, once I noticed him at all, it was like everybody else disappeared. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I go, Jesus Christ. I go, what are you, like, Theodore Kennedy the Fifth or something? And they get silent. And then they start laughing really hard. And I go, what just happened? And his girlfriend goes, this is Theodore Kennedy the Fifth. Oh, no, 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 sorry, what? not Kennedy, Roosevelt. I said Roosevelt, I didn't say Kennedy. I said I was talking about Kennedy earlier, that's why I, I oh, mixed no, it no. up. No, no, I go, no. what are you, Theodore Roosevelt V? And and th- that happens. And then his girlfriend goes, he's Theodore Roosevelt V. That's, that's and sad. I go, what? I go, all right, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. And they all laugh again. I go, what? Are you really? I go, you look like you're from one of these paintings. Is that, is this happening? He goes, yeah. They go, don't you know what this is? I go, no, what is it? And they go, this is the Roosevelt Foundation. (laughs) We are raising money to make teddy bears because teddy bear comes from Theodore Roosevelt. He invented the teddy bear or they named the teddy bear after the original. Right, right. 
we take the money that we make from this fundraiser and we make as many bears by hand we pay like artisans to make the bears and then we're going to take them to the children's hospital this week that's what this is and i go so you're literally theodore roosevelt the fifth your great 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 grandfather was theodore roosevelt and he goes yeah i go what's your address <laughs> he goes what i go i want to know where you live i'm coming over i want to see your house he goes 28 Bond Street, Manhattan. I was like, what? He doesn't live there anymore. Uh, I've been Googling it. Um, <laughs> but that was another crazy crowd one where I guessed. I don't know if I said the fifth, but, but I, still. Said, I said, what are you, one of the Theodore Roosevelt, you know, the third or whatever like that. But he was the fifth. And then afterwards, the lights come on and I'm talking. And it's like talking like talented Mr. Ripley or like, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. these people are just so gorgeous. You're just like, what is going on? How do I stay here? I'll do anything to stay here. Yeah. Like, give me your clothes. I'll murder somebody you don't want around. Just let me stay in this world. And, and they're the like, results of a century of eugenics. Exactly. I mean, this, this guy was the manners were perfect. He had beautiful eyes eye contact everything was kind of funny everything was wonderful like he just knew how to handle i mean unreal i go do you work and he goes yeah i'm, I'm in finance and i was like okay that makes sense how, how how old of a man was he he was probably 35 and i was like 30 okay, or 28 okay. yeah, yeah yeah and you know his his girlfriend looked like Gwyneth Paltrow. Like it was just like <laughs> unreal, insane. Being around that kind of like old money is just not something that people like us get to be around very right. often. But right. That's old money. That's like old money and old power from that goes back. I mean, to the Mayflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically, yeah. and like like the, the elements like fire, wind, and they like they own water. <laughs> like, they, like that guy's in fire. He owns fire. Working on His wind. family, yeah, they, they have fire, and then they do earth. You know, it's crazy. Wow. So that was nice. I thought you were walking into an Eyes Wide Shut scenario. I was, well, that's kind of where I was going with it, but I was like, you're too nice to be Eyes Wide I remember saying, like, you're too nice to be Eyes Wide Shut. Like, I don't see that breaking out right here, you know? <laughs> I go, I kind of feel like I'm in school, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, wow. That was crazy. That's wild. But, yeah, reading a room is it's just survival, and, and the stress factory where it started was such a uh, raucous place that you had to figure out how to tame a crowd. I, I knew how to tame a crowd before I was funny at all. Right. You know, like I didn't have any good material at all, but right. I already knew how to talk to a crowd and like get them to listen. Yeah. You know, because like the the whole like not set up, but like there's 300 people and yeah, 360 not... like Jersey Italians that don't. <laughs> and I'm 20 and they're not wow. there to see you. Not. No, well, no. But like I'm... I didn't even want to see me, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> the first time I ever did comedy was on that stage at a sold out Friday night show. Really? Oh, yeah. First time you ever did it. Yeah. Vinny was like, you're going up because if you you keep saying you want to, I'm just making you go. Oh, up that's right the Vinny brand place. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. So. And you were you were working there already. Yeah. I got a job because I wanted to get into comedy. OK. So I got a job like seating the room, basically. Right. You know, and then uh, and like busing tables. But I told Vinny, like, I want to do comedy. And then I just, for six months, was watching comedy and going, like, I can't do it. This is, like, I mean, it was all the best people we've looked up to for the past 20 years. Right. So I'm like, I can't do this. And then he was like, it's been, one day after work, he was like, it's been six months. You haven't even asked me if you want to go on stage. Instead of, usually, I mean, what we're used to is he, guys being like, yeah. yo, put me up, man. Yeah. And he's like, I had not mentioned it since the interview. So he was like, all right what's going on here you're going on tomorrow night and i had a panic attack all day long 
And I went on stage, sold out crowd. I'd never held a microphone. I'd never been on a stage. I'd never Did seen a mic. I'd never mic seen a stand. spotlight. Yeah. I'd never spoken in front of people. Maybe a school like right. presentation in front of twenty kids or What's whatever. What's a light? Exactly. Nothing. I mean, and I went. I couldn't even look up. I was like staring at the floor, mumbling. I, the feeling in the room was, why are they making this kid do this? Because <laughs> it didn't look like I wanted to be there. It didn't. It was so bad. Oh wow! All I remember, I remember one thing I thought of to say, and it was about how you know how when you live with roommates, which I've already lost eighty percent of the room, <laughs> right? Because none of these they're adults. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. They commuted to New New Brunswick. They didn't live there. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. They all have like. Sopranos houses and they yeah. came in and then they want to hear some 20 year old talk about living with roommates like they don't care yeah. so you know you live with roommates and you haven't done your laundry uh, you gotta have a strategy if you need to borrow your roommates underwear you go in the middle of the dirty clothes pile cause you don't want to do the top that's fresh and you don't want to I'm already making this a thousand times better than I said it and it's still terrible <laughs> I go. You don't want to get the top. You're punching it the up. top on. Yeah, you want to take the top <laughs> pair because that's like fresh off the off the tap. You don't want to go to the bottom because that's been marinating. So you just kind of want to pick a, a pair of underwear out of the middle of the pile and wear those. And the crowd was like, "What the fuck?" Like they were just silent. They were 360 people were like, "What is this guy talking about?" <laughs> You can't be like, uh, it was all right, right? Like when no one out of 360 people <laughs> right. laughed, it was over. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah, no, it was bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> that night I went home and I drank uh, vodka out of a handle. Oh, no. And I wouldn't even sleep in my own bed because I didn't want to smell my own sheets. I was, like, so disgusted. And I slept in my roommate Flynn's bed with a bottle of vodka because I was, like, having a, an insane, like, existential crisis. Wow. And I was like, I'm funny. That's what I am. It's all I got. And 360 people were like, you're not funny at all. So that was, like, a dark night of the soul. Way to throw yourself in the fire, bro. Jeez, I go back shit. to work the next day, and he goes, you're going on again tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no. Well, I was going to say, there's nowhere to go but up from here. But well, that's how he was looking at it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I could still kill myself, Vinny. So well, it took forever for me to get a laugh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, all these stories have been so great. And I, but uh, oh, we got to go. Well, no, no, no. We don't uh, have to go. I was going to ask you. Uh, um, I, I was like almost like a mic drop with the, with the last couple of stories. But. Um, you and I have been on this journey for a while. Yeah. What, what do you think? I'm so proud. This place is amazing. I can't believe you've done. I, from day one, I couldn't believe the first thing you did, and it was probably the worst. Like, you know, probably like some VFW hall in, in like rural coal mining Pennsylvania. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. six people showed up, and I'm like, Joel, how'd you do this? This is, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> These people are here to see us. You know, like. And you just every time I see you, it's like, oh yeah, now I, you know, now I kind of I run the town. And I, it's like it's so funny because no matter from day one, you've been the most stressed out dude I've ever known. But it keeps getting bigger. And yeah. I'm like, he's gonna explode. He's just gonna his yeah, body yeah. is gonna explode. But no, I keep adding to it. It's like it's almost like you probably you need that stress to keep your body from exploding. It's like you right. know what I mean. You need that pressure to keep right. you in. I'm the guy that's gonna retire and die. Yeah, yeah. You, well, the day you relax is the day it all you just have a stroke. He's gonna die and split open. Into a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> His heart will be a, a diamond microphone. Oh, God. Great. 
Um, well, yeah, I was gonna ask you for like a, a, a favorite Soul Joel road story or like a, like a, a gig. Oh, uh, I mean, it's... <laughs> oh no! Oh, here we go. Oh boy! Well, you should have put, you should have warned me before you that you were gonna ask me this. I don't know. It's uh, you know, there's a there's a brotherhood. Yeah. So I'm not gonna tell anybody the real stuff. Oh. Uh, but no, I'm kidding. I, I made it real weird. Um, <laughs> Tune into the Patreon. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Dude, dude, I actually I actually have one. Uh I, I picked you up and, and uh it was it was in my uh grandmother's hometown. I, did, I just we, want to say before he tells us. Oh. I'd say seven out of ten stories he tells me about me, I'm like, I'm not sure that was me. But <laughs> he's always on top of it. So it, it is me, but I just want the world to know I probably won't remember this. But go ahead. <laughs> uh so so I picked him up in Manhattan. Uh, we're going out to uh, my grandmother's hometown. We're doing a fundraiser, like you said, and uh, I, all my relatives are coming. Everything like that. Picked them up in Manhattan with the other comic, and uh, it was when we could, you, you still like burn CDs mm-hmm. and get in the car. <laughs> and he, yeah. he 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 was like, "Well, uh, I took it. Okay, upon- how long's this drive?" <laughs> yeah. So he he's like, "I took it upon myself to uh, I, I burn the CD." He goes, "It'll get us there uh, for the whole six hour ride." I go, "Like four and a half." And you're like, it's four and a half? You're like, you didn't think I looked it up earlier? I go, it's six. You're like, I know. That's why I had... <laughs> you, you oh, yeah. Can't... That was back when you still had to make things sound better yeah, to get people yeah. to do them. It's really better than you're that. like, it's four and a half hours. It's real quick. It's going to be a, it's a real nice place. It's inside. It's definitely inside. 100 advanced and, uh, ticket sales. You know, and then you, you get there. It's seven hours away. It's a field. And there's three of Joel's relatives. And yeah. A oh, yeah. God. And uh, there's an auction first. But anyway... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I brought this CD. Oh, yeah, I burned a CD for yeah. us. Yacht Rock. It, well, no, this the original one. Yeah, yeah, I got into Yacht Rock a little bit later. Oh, that's true. This was just straight up soft eighties ballads. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember putting it in, and it was Quiet like story. Ario Speedwagon, oh, uh, you know, Richard Marks. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah. the cars drive. You know, like it was everybody's <laughs> softest, saddest song, and it was all love songs and stuff. Almost paradise. Like I don't know how old people are, but well, we, uh, we, we, we in the car. We once played a game called. I'm like, I'm like Joel. You don't know these songs. What did you grow up Mormon? He's like, no, I'm just. We're, you're not supposed to know these songs. <laughs> like what? But, I had the musical taste of a 48 year old woman when I was like 26. We did a uh, we did a show in in, uh, in Maryland, and on the way back we played a game called Yes Yacht Rock or No Yacht Rock. Uh, yacht or Nyat, it's called. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's not my that's not my game. That's, that's a real game. That's great. That's a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. They, told, the yeah. Yacht Rock. It's called Beyond Yacht Rock, and it's a uh, uh, they do yacht or yacht. And it's That's like they, there's a whole there's like all these uh, criteria for if a song is yacht rock or not because I I became friends with the guys who invented the term yacht rock oh, and I forgot about that yeah 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 no way and um and so yacht rock became one of those phrases that everybody just used for easy listening music yeah. but it's like so much more complicated than that yeah, it's a specific and sort of very there's like there's four a lot of columns late 70s, early 80s. there's four columns of like. <laughs> You know, it's very involved. Wow. Diagnosing it. It's almost like um, diagnosing someone with, like, a mental disorder. Yeah. It's like, it, that's how complicated <laughs> it takes. It is. Yeah. So, it, but it's, it's sophisticated jazz-influenced pop music. Uh, made from Cross, 19, example, right? Yes. 1976 to 1984 okay. is the uh, re- parameter. I, I'm a little rusty. It's been, I haven't been <laughs> as into the yacht. That was... And, uh, 
Christopher Cross sailing and um, ride like the wind. Well, sailing especially is a 100 on the Yahtzee scale. Right on. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's Just a brushing slower, off the Rosses. That's a slower track than is normally considered. So the best version, like the the what do you call it? The bullseye on the target of Yacht Rock is What a Fool Believes by the Doobie Brothers. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So it's called the Doobie Bounce. So it's got to have a little bit of bounce. You know, Kenny Loggins had a lot of that yeah, sound. Yeah. Heart to heart. And, uh, you know, um, uh, this is it. That song. We really. had it all. By Bernie, whatever his name. We had it all. Just like Bogey and McCall. Oh. <laughs> He's on a boat all. in the video. Um, no, that's not Yarok. No. no, I'm very disappointed uh, with myself. It's not sophisticated <laughs> enough. It's too. Uh, that's wait. Is that um, not Dupree? He did uh, Steal Away. We we had it. Dan, that's not England Dan, is it? No. Yeah. No, it's Bur- it's it's uh, Monterey. Uh, what is that song? Google it. Marina Del Rey. Right? It's called. It's we had. Yeah, oh, you might be right. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. It's we had it all. Sorry. This is this is the part you edit out. Um, <laughs> is old guys trying to remember the name of the song? Oh god. I mean, talk about excellent podcasting. There. No, it's my fault. But that is not a yacht rock song. Right no on. offense. No. I was much harsher about it before. I'd be like, no, idiot. You know. Now I'm like, next track. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it didn't just have people thought it had to be about sailing or if it was about sailing, then it was like that count. It's like, no, it's like it's like piano or electric piano. Can't be about love. Poppy. No, it can't be. No, it has to be about fools. And a lot of times it's like (laughs) I was such a fool for it. I'm still I'm just remembering what you were saying to me. I just love you so much. That's not Yacht Rock. (laughs) But like I was a fool for loving you. It's definitely Yacht Rock. Okay, perfect. That kind of thing. (laughs) So. This is fun, man. I appreciate you doing it. Yeah, no problem. I just, yeah, your your journey has been unreal. I can't believe this is how even my friends from home were like, oh, my God, this guy, you know. So I'm sure there's, like, a lot of stress that I don't want to hear about, but it's uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear about. But I'm just really proud of you, and I'm, I'm really happy to to keep working with you. And it's nice. And, and you know, Andy was, like, really impressed. And really? So, yeah, I hope you... Uh, Put him in the rotation. He's great. Andy's great, right? Andy yeah. Haynes is so funny. Yeah, getting back with Rosebud. I really was uh, like, I made a mistake bringing this guy. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, dude. that's so funny. That so was like, hilarious. yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I said I go. I, He's Andy. like my equal. Like that was a terrible idea. Right, right. Well, well dude, it's so funny. I, I keep telling people, I'm like, there's there's two shows going on. There's one for the comics and there's one for the audience. Yeah. And I said to you, I go, thanks for bringing Andy. You're like, yeah. He's great, isn't he? And I yeah. can tell it was like not passive aggressive, but like sincere. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were like, "Thanks for bringing Andy." I'm, uh, like once he got on stage, and he was killing. Yeah. He was like, "Thanks for bringing him." I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it." <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, he, I mean, he's a headliner too. But he, yeah. s- he said you guys randomly walked in, uh, ran into each other this week. Yeah, basically, I saw him at the cellar. Yeah, outside okay, the right. cellar, and uh, but I've known Andy for years. No, no, that's what he said. He's like, like you reconnected. He's one of those uh, tremendously underappreciated Big guys guy. that just is like we were talking about on the ride on here. How like um, a lot of guys bitch and moan about you know oh they don't want white guys now or um, you know whatever the industry favors these people or it's not fair for this reason or that reason I think stand-up is one of the fairest showbiz things there is because you can't fake laughs like somebody's killing or they're not killing basically you might not like the way they kill 
But if they're killing, they, they undeniable. They'll probably have a career, right? You know, and it's none of your business if it's if if there's if the crowd is dumb that likes them. Don't worry about it. Do you want that crowd? Then don't worry about it. Yeah. You know. So we were talking about how it's like basically pretty fair, and really the guys we know we could name ten guys that are truly great that just aren't bigger yeah. than the, or as big as they should be. Yeah. Because we all have, it's all personal. It's like self sabotage stuff. It's like go to therapy. It's like that, that kind of thing. And some people, join the club. Yeah, some of these guys like that. They just don't have this part that holds themselves back. You yeah. know, they like just don't. Like Sam Morell, Mark Norman, they didn't blink when it was like it's all about clips and being online. They were like, okay, great, and they just did Let's it. Do it. Yeah, and like guys like you know, there's a lot of guys out there that are like, I can't do that. Like I just you just gotta you know, keep adapting. I know you gotta just. It, well, it's a fear of either failure or fear of success. Right. Well, know? that's why, I and said, that holds a lot of very talented guys back. I think I've said that about you for years. Like whether I put you in <laughs> both of those things. No, 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 He's no. He's got no. a fear of everything, and, and it's holding him back. No, 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 no. Not that. Oh God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll, Go ahead. We'll, no, no. I want to hear. We'll, we'll edit this in. I'm messing around. Uh, that that it's the Teddy Roosevelt effect, where no matter if I put you in a, a country club. Or, or like at the casino, at any situation, you, you, oh yeah, yeah, you would always murder. Like you, it was, like you said, there's undeniably funny. Like you knew how to do well in every situation. Right. Well, and so what I was saying to Andy is like, uh, what we were talking about is you can have skills like that. But I was like, my, I realize that a problem I have is the way I look at stand up is I want to be the guy that you don't know who he is. And you're not really sure. So then, when I super exceed your expectations, I've I've won, right? Yeah, it's super cool. But that doesn't lead to success <laughs> because Nate, for example, Bargetsy, who I'm opening for on tour, is selling out arenas and selling you know four thousand seats a night, right? Those people are every single one of those people is there to see him, right? He doesn't have low. They don't have low expectations. They're like, we're excited to see this guy. The pressure is on him. Yes. And I get to go out there as an opener, and they're like, who is this guy? And so when I'm great, it's like, great. House I've got money. nothing to lose. Right. But you can't be like that and have a good career. You, 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 you know, you can step into those t- situations sometimes, and it's like lucky and easy, but you don't want that to be everything you do. Right. So it's like, I'm not setting, I've never set my bar high enough where I'm like, I don't, ex- don't want to have to meet greatness. I want to surprise you that I'm better than you thought I would be. Right. Which is not healthy. And it's not how you get famous. So I was saying that to Andy on the way down and that I need to change that about how I look at things. You know, I got to not be afraid of people wanting to see me. When I, I've had people from your shows come up to me after and go, Julian, you were great. We came to see you from such, such and such. And even after a show where I did great, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, like, I'm so sorry. You, you, like, you travel apolog- near and far? Yeah, like, I'm so sorry you came to see me. Like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? You paid a toll on the turn? <laughs> yeah, I know. And the show went great, and I'm still like, I, I'll give you. Do you want money? Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, why am I like this? You know? Yeah. Well, I know why, but you know, it's Irish like, and Philly. It's like the you know. self-loathing. Well, it's like that's strong. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, was gonna go that hard? Yeah, really. Should I? Uh, self-loathe? No, it's um this idea that it's all about self-worth. It's about yeah. self-worth and and like. You know, not wanting to grow bigger than your britches. So it comes a lot of it's like parenting where it's like, you know, don't get too, 
you know, all right, take it easy. You know, like nobody yeah. needs to fucking be paying attention to you all the time. Like that kind of thing. Like being tamped down, I think, a lot. And then you finally are like, oh, okay, well, I can't be too. But I still want, I still, I'm me, so I still need, like, the shit, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, I'll do it and I'll be great, but, like, I'm, I'm sorry. And also, you know, I didn't, they, they, hey, they made me do it. You know, like, it's like <laughs> that kind of thing. It's like, I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm so sorry. Uh, kind of thing, if that makes sense. But it, But to, like, stand up and be like, I'm great, come watch me, is like, man, God bless those guys it's that are tough, like that. Man. Especially yeah. the ones that aren't funny. I'm like, wow, how do they do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Empath and sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> These are words, I, I don't know if you're calling me this. No, but, no, no, uh, no, 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 oh, okay. no, no, no. You're, oh, you're saying those are the types. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, 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 in comedy, though, though there's, it's, it's a strict line. We know both, yeah. we can name people on both sides. That's right. That's but in right. comedy, like you, you have it, uh, you can be empathetic. Yeah, or, or you're a complete sociopath. Well, you can also. We're all delusional. It depends on what end. Right. Like I'm delusional. Like I don't deserve it. And other guys are delusional. Like they do. Right. And I could use a little bit more of that delusion. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. But I've made it. I mean, here Dude, I am. I at Sunnybrook. Oh God. What is it called? Uh, the Sunny, the historic Sunnybrook Ballroom. The yeah. historic Sunnybrook Ballroom. Yeah. And it, it was it was great. I had a wonderful time tonight. It was yeah. great. Great, great show, man. Great yeah, stuff. thank Dude. you. Yeah. Thanks for coming so out. So we, we never did a background check on him. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Is he, he safe? Has he, he been vetted? He has uh, exactly thirty-three different Eagles jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Reggie anything. White. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Go Birds. Thanks, Julian. Yeah. No problem. Thanks. Yeah. That was a pleasure, man. All right. So now we're gonna do it for real. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them out. Yeah. Uh, Soul Joel and Alan Hill, Julie McCullough. <laughs>